So people keep asking, what exactly is wrong with Alabama football right now? There's a lot of places you could put some blame. Number one, though, it's not that big of a deal. Alabama's only lost two games. We'll talk about that. But also, if you're going to blame something, let's dig a little deeper into it. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Uh, Good. Good, good. Sort of excited about the Ole Miss game. It's like the least talked about game in Alabama football history, and yet I'm excited about it. First of all, thanks for making this your first listen when it comes to Bama podcast. Secondly, want to thank Upside for being the sponsor of this particular podcast. We appreciate Upside so much. I use Upside all the time. It's a literal, easy app that's on my phone, and I get cash back all the time. I'll tell you about Upstart here or upside, I should say, upside here in just a minute. Uh, upside, that is upside, upside, as in upside my head for mispronouncing that. Um, Jimmy, I want to talk a little bit about blame. Okay, look, uh, Alabama is not having its best year because in the end, you're judged on wins and losses. People don't care that you lost one game. Uh, in overtime on a two-point conversion, or you lost another game uh, at the last second uh, against both of them against top 10 teams on the road. People don't care about that right now. They only see the two losses, and they say the dynasty's crumbling. Uh, I heard Chris Childers on uh, Full Ride today with Rick Neuhausel, which is kind of a – it's an okay show, but it's I appreciate they spend so much time on college football, but they talk about some stuff I'm not a huge fan of. But anyway um, – Chris Childers was like, you know, yeah, uh, Nick Saban has essentially handed the crown over to Kirby Smart, and you know, it's it, that's where it is. And uh, Alabama just wishes they could be where Georgia is right now. And look, Georgia, Georgia's in a great spot. We we're in a great spot. I don't, I, 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 I yeah, I wish I was in Georgia's shoes right this minute for this particular year. <laughs> but long term, I'm not trading anything with Georgia. So um, I feel like all that's a little bit overblown. But in the end, people want to blame the two coordinators right now. Some people want to kind of throw some blame in some shade Saban's way. But I want you to talk about the two coordinators and where Saban's blame lies. And then I want to get into a particular recruiting class that I think may be the root of all of our problems right now. Well, I mean, the blame, uh, well, first of all, it's Nick Saban's responsibility. I mean, he's responsible for the program. He's responsible for the offense and the defense and everything that happens with Alabama football. It's his responsibility. Uh, he obviously puts a lot of trust in his uh, coordinators, um, and particularly on the offensive side, because uh, Coach Saban has sort of less hands-on over there than he is on the defense. Uh, he has more investment, I guess you'd say, in the defense because he coaches the cornerbacks. His expertise is that side of the ball. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if, if you if you must blame someone, I think it starts with uh, Coach Saban. If you feel like the team has underperformed relative to the talent level and relative to how uh, relative to the standard. And, and, and frankly, credit to him, the standard that he has set. Um, but it starts with Coach Saban. And I think, uh, it, it, you know, th there's some blame there. And then, of course, there's some blame on the specific uh, lieutenants 
that are in charge of the offense and the defense. Uh, for instance, I think the offense uh, performed very poorly for three quarters in Baton Rouge, and largely that's responsible for losing the game. And defensively, uh, for four quarters, Alabama did not play well in Knoxville, and that's what lost the game. Let's remember, though, kind of weirdly, you know, the defense did play well in Baton Rouge. I mean, especially for the first three quarters, it, it, that first half was great. You hold LSU to 24 points, only 360 yards of production. Defense wasn't that bad in Baton Rouge. Uh, and offensively in Knoxville, uh, you end up with 49 points. Actually, the offense scored 42 of that in Knoxville. And uh, if, if you're not impressed with that, everybody in the world's talking about how Georgia should be the number one team in the universe. They scored about half that, half that versus Tennessee. Uh, and our offense was a, a lot more productive against Tennessee in their stadium. So it's not all broke. I mean, that's why it's not all we went from 100 to zero. That's nuts. Um, here, my biggest issue, Lou, is not so much the Tennessee loss or the LSU loss, you know, games that could have gone either way to top 10 teams on the road. My bigger issue in terms of, hey, we need something to blame here, is the team just hasn't played well all year. There isn't a game where you look back and say, gosh, we didn't play well against Tennessee or LSU, but look what we did to this other team. That doesn't really exist. You didn't really play great against Texas, against Texas A&M. The Arkansas game's 28-23 in the fourth quarter. Mississippi State was good. That's pretty good. But offensively, it wasn't good at all in the second half. Uh, and Mississippi State's not that great on defense. You should have been able to replicate what you did in the first half and the second half, and you didn't. Uh, there just hasn't been – I mean, what what do you say is Alabama's best performance in 2022? And, and if the answer to that is, well, you played pretty good against Vanderbilt, I mean, really, that's the answer? So there is something off. There's something wrong. The team has not played to its potential. That's on Coach Saban. That's on Bill O'Brien. That's on Pete Golding. Uh, I don't think anyone's in a hurry. Anyone uh, with responsibility to the program is in any hurry to make a change at head coach. That's sort of up to the head coach, and I don't think anyone's eager or wanting to see that happen. So the next thing is maybe changes at coordinator. Well, my guess, Luke, and I'm guessing this isn't scoop. This is guessing, although I do spend some time talking to people who – have scoop, uh, just putting all of it together. But but really, my guess is that Bill O'Brien won't be back. Uh, I think he'll be either in the NFL as an OC or in college as a head coach somewhere else. And I think Pete Golding won't be back either. And again, that's just a guess. I'm not talking about my own personal preference. I don't really get a vote. It doesn't really matter what I, what I think. Uh, I'm just guessing that uh, Pete Golding won't be back either. I think he'll be probably a DC at another power program, maybe Texas, maybe somewhere else. Uh, but I, I, I think Golding will likely be, be at another defensive coordinator job next. That's my guess. Uh, but we might not know until after signing day. It's a little rough to make changes like that right after the season's over because you got signing day and and Pete and uh, and, and Coach O'Brien. I mean, they, they've uh, they've recruited some of these kids, so that that's sort of a tricky part to to all this. Uh, but but the goat the goat will get it handled. 
Jimmy, I want to tell everybody about Upside now. I talked about Upside just a minute ago. Um, it is a fantastic app. I'm telling you, it's so easy. I use it all the time. It's seriously on my phone. I've already, I mean, I bet you I've made 150 bucks on it this year. I mean, it's just for free. It's for nothing. Um, and I mean, yeah, that's not a ton of money, but it helps. Every little bit helps right now. Um, look, Upside offsets inflated prices by giving you cash back on purchases. Wherever you uh, can use Upside, you get cash back. And the app is easily tells you where you'll get cash back. Like if you're going to fill up at the tank, if you're going to go to a certain restaurant, there's some restaurants that give you like up to 30% back. It's bananas. And, and so, look, you're trying to cut back. You're trying to save money. Inflation's awful. Upside can help offset that just a little bit. I mean, and that's, you know, you know as a, a famous... A radio ad here in Ellick City once said, in a war like the war on drug, even a little mean a lot. And so even if you just get uh, a, a little bit of cash back, that helps, especially when you don't have to do anything except download an app. That's all you have to do. It doesn't cost anything. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back. I can just keep getting cash back on stuff. It's awesome. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED. That's LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more on your cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more if you use that promo code LOCKED when you get that Upside app. And I'm telling you, folks, I'm telling you, you'll love it. it it's so easy. I've got it right on my phone, and it just couldn't be any easier and, and just awesome. So go check out Upside. All right, Jimmy, um, when we're talking about blame, you know, um, it's easy. It's easy to, to point the finger at Bill O'Brien. It's, it's easy. I mean, he hadn't had a good year. He hadn't had a good two years, if you ask me. He hadn't had a, he hadn't had a good run. Uh, yeah, yes, his quarterback won the Heisman Trophy. That is because his quarterback is the best quarterback in Alabama history. <laughs> you know, Bryce Young is is ridiculous. He's awesome. Um, Pete Golding had statistically been pretty good. When we've needed a stop, our defense hadn't done it. When we've needed a stop, we just hadn't done it. Um but here's something interesting that dawned on me. The 2019 signing class uh, that was ranked number one, that had, let's see, one, two, three, five stars on 24-7. It's a bad signing class, Jimmy. And sometimes, you know, that's when people say, oh, you know, you always get the number one class. Sometimes four years later, a number one class ain't really number one. I'm just going to run down some names here. Antonio Alfano. Um, Obviously, everybody knows his story. He's left Alabama, left Colorado. I have no idea where he is right now. He was dealing with some other mental health I think, stuff. I think he left not of his own accord. I don't know this. So the, <clears throat> I'm, I'm probably spreading misinformation here. Nobody nobody warned this. Somebody Google this or somebody can tweet. I think he left last chance you. I think, I think he was right. at East Mississippi and, and didn't finish there, I think. Um. Trey Sanders, very talented kid. It just had the worst luck of any human being on the and by planet. The way, Alabama wasn't wrong to take Alfano. Alabama wasn't wrong. Yeah, I agree. He I had, agree. Yeah, the issue, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I know you're not saying that, but what I mean is we're not saying what a mistake to take Alfano. Uh, he, he, we, we just didn't know about – obviously you had off-the-field issues. Uh, and Trey Sanders, of course, also off-the-field issues. Issues. Who knows how good Trey might have been had he uh, never been injured in the car. Uh, Evan Neal, 
Evan Neal, five star, uh, number one out. draft, you know, first round draft pick, awesome. Pierce now Quick, now at, now at Georgia Tech, never panned out. Jordan he's Battle, starting, he's a starting power five football player. He starts at Georgia Tech. He's is a starter and is apparently a good power five offensive lineman, not good enough to start at Alabama, in my opinion. Uh, you know, in terms of whether Alabama should have taken him or not, I mean, ends up he, he, didn't, he didn't pan out to the level he was hyped to be. Jordan Battle had a nice career, very nice career, had what I would consider to be relative to his expectations a disappointing senior year to date. Senior year, yeah. 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 Here's a weird thing about Battle. Boy, is it a – maybe he's a good – poster child for the 2022 season good player good career we know he's good because we've seen him be good not a great senior season for who knows the reason but good good career not so good senior year um then ishmael sopsher who has left alabama and since left usc justin aboigby who again Solid career, not spectacular, but hurt right now. Uh, Amari Kite, uh, who's to date been a career backup. Byron Young, again, very solid career. Solid career. He's not first team all SEC even, but a solid career. Shane Lee, who's transferred to USC. DeMarco Helms, I would say also a solid career. Solid career. People – people – you can't just say he stinks because of Tennessee. That's that's a really bad, dumb take. You also can't say he's one of the great safeties in Alabama history either. But he he's been a good player. He's basically been a three year starter. You know, won a heck of a lot of games. And by the way, he leads this defense in staff player of the week awards more than Will Anderson. So, pretty good player. Uh, Scooby Carter, I, I know he ended up transferring. I don't even know where he is now. Um, Brandon Turnage, who's at Tennessee, ironically. I don't think he plays a lot. Does he play a lot? I, I don't, he's not the star I'm not sure. Guy. I don't remember him again in our game, and I don't yeah. remember. I would have remembered that because it would have been a story. Yeah, I mean, there was a time at, at Alabama where people thought Brandon Turnage was going to be outstanding. I, I don't, I don't think that's panned out, to be honest. Um, Christian Harris, hey. Good, you know, good, good, very good player. Um, very maybe, good player, and, and in the second NFL. best player so far, based on your yeah. list so far, he's going down. Probably, probably second best behind Evan Neal. Easily the second best. Um, Kevin Harris, who transferred. Marcus Banks, who transferred. King, um, I'm shocked. Marcus Banks hasn't been a thing at Mississippi State. I would have bet for sure he would have started at corner or or nickelback and been a thing over there. I know he gets in the games, but I don't believe he's a regular with the ones. And that's that's pretty stunning to me. I'm going to go through the rest of these uh, after I tell everybody about Bet Online because, um, I mean, I just feel like we got to take time on this. I mean, this is, a, this is a problem. I mean, the more I look at this list, I'm like, holy cow. No wonder we're not playing well this year. We don't have the, the, the leadership – from our upperclassmen in that class, that's the upper class class. And the those two guys, guys should they be true seniors. They should be true seniors. The, the class of nineteen should be the true seniors or redshirt juniors. And you're right, there should be multiple good starters. So far, I think we've only gone battle, Helms, Young, 
Everybody else is hurt or transferred or wasn't good. Or in the pros, yeah. Or, or a couple um, of the pros, like Harrison, Evan Neal. Let me tell everybody about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer to esports, whatever you want. They've got it at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline.net as well. We're always the fastest and always the easiest to get your betting fix in. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about betonline.net. is the absolute best. Look at the little uh, scroll thing down at the bottom. It's just awesome. Betonline.net and BetOnline, that's where the game starts. Okay, so let me pull up the uh, the grouping again here. Boy, this is bad. Uh, I, King M. Wakuda, I think that's how we decided to say it. Uh, and transferred to Arkansas State, and in the one Arkansas State game I saw, he was not in the lineup. Now, that, yeah. I just, that was just one game, and for all I know, he's started every other game and has 18 tackles, but I, I don't believe that's the case. Uh, Braylon Ingraham, he's just recently announced he's transferring. He, uh, he had, let's just say he had injury problems at Alabama and is uh, going to be a grad transfer. So he's head, headed to the portal. Uh, spent a lot of time at Alabama Herd. Darian Dalcourt, um, I mean, okay career? Okay. Yeah, you'd have to say anybody that became a starter at Nick Saban's Alabama is a good player. I mean, there's no question. That means you're good. Uh, but he is uh, – let, let's just say to, to date he has not played like a an all-star candidate. He's just a starter. Talia Tungavailoa now at Maryland doing okay. Um, yeah, but he, well, I'd, say, he, I'd, he say better, I'd say better than okay. I mean, this is a school record holder. He's put up some pretty monster numbers. Uh, if he returns next season, and I'm assuming he will, uh, if he returns next season, and, and I believe he has the eligibility to do that, um, he will enter the season as one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the Big Ten. Uh, is he awesome? Is he his brother? No, no, no. Would he have started at Alabama? No, not 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 with Bryce around, uh, but Talia proved that he was a quality uh, power five starting quarterback. Keelan Robinson now at Texas. You know he hadn't okay. done a lot. He hadn't done a lot there. I mean, for, we, we we sort of really missed him last year. People say that you know we missed him, and I'm not trying to beat up on the kid or anything. But what has Keelan Robinson done at Texas that makes you go? Oh no, he could have done that at Alabama. I mean, now he does have B. John Robinson ahead of him, no relation to either you or Keelan. Um, and and you know, you it's you can be a great back and not get a lot of carries because Bijan's gonna get all of them. This is the Bijan's the first running back taken in the draft. Uh, but, but no, Keelan hasn't done a lot at Texas. DJ Dale again, solid career. Solid. Yeah, I would say better uh, better than some that we've listed. Uh, he's going to be drafted, uh, I believe, into the NFL. Uh, I, I would say so, solid's the right word. Less than an all-star, solid and uh, good enough to play some pro football. John Mechie, who we all know the story. Um, Spectacular. I thought he had a great career. Oh, boy, how much? Now, it turns out if John Mechie had come back, he wouldn't be playing anyway um, because of his own um, medical diagnosis. But – what a healthy John Mechie on this team makes all the difference. 
We'd um, be undefeated. I know yeah. that sounds crazy, and that that just sounds like oh, there's Jimmy Homer and out again. Uh, we'd be undefeated. We we wouldn't hey. have lost a game if we had Mechie. Uh, health, yes. A healthy Mechie, we'd be nine and up. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but if, what if Jordan Addison had come here? I think we'd be 9-0. Yes. Okay. Um, Tanner Bowles, honest to God, Jimmy, I don't even know what the story is here. Uh, he's just never uh, risen to the level of first or second team, but I'll give, I'll give the kid this. He's been there all, all four years. He's worked hard. He's tried. He's played multiple spots. He's a little bit of an A day hero because we had some injuries and it was lucky. It was hard to field two lineups and Bowles made a a, a position move that sort of allowed us to have a, an A day. And he, he he's an effort kid uh, for sure and stuck it out four years. I hope for his sake. Uh, I know he wants to play. I hope he gets his Alabama degree and transfers to a place next season where he can start and play uh, because he deserves to get on the field and get some accolades. Um. Then we come to Jaleel Billingsley. I mean, that's pretty well documented. He's at Texas, but, I mean, I guess he's at Texas. Um, Paul Tyson, now at my son's uh, school, Arizona State. You know what? You know what's weird, and maybe you keep up with this, but and since you're uh, now literally an Arizona State booster, and I don't know why we're not locked on Sun Devils here. Sun Devils, but yeah. <laughs> you're, uh, not, so so Jaden Daniels leaves, and they go with Emory Jones. And then I believe Emory Jones is not starting at Arizona State. I don't know if it's due to injury or him just not being good, but they're starting some other kid. Do you know this? Yeah, I did know that, but I, I, I'm, I'm not shocked because I don't think Emory Jones is that good. No, I mean, I, I mean, I get that, and I, I'm just saying, gosh, I mean, Paul's still. I mean, so he he must be pretty down their depth chart because it's not just well they went with Emory over Paul. Emory is out because he's either hurt or not good, and they're starting some other kit. So I guess Paul hasn't found playing time yet. No, nah, it's – yeah, it's not a great situation. But uh, – and then we come to Will Reichert, who – I mean, you could make the argument Will Reichert is – he's definitely he, – you could make the argument he's number two. I'd probably say he's more like number three, but he's probably number two. <laughs> yeah, Evan Neal, Reichert, Christian Harris. Christian Harris. Mech oh, Mech I'd put Mechie ahead of Harris in terms of impact at Alabama. Agreed. I might even put Mechie too. Yeah, I, I'll go Neil Reichard, Mechie, Harris, Battle. Yeah. Battle, you yeah. still but pretty high despite this, this season. Helms now, is up there. Now, you also have to throw in Landon Dickerson um, oh, yeah, uh, as yeah. a transfer. But I never know. It's philosophical to me about are those guys in a recruiting class? I mean, yeah. some people will insist that they are, and, yeah, you do have to recruit them. To me, it's just such apples and oranges in such a different situation. But, obviously, Landon Dickerson is one of our great transfer portal signs ever. Jimmy, at best, what I'm saying about this whole thing, at best, in terms of true – I mean, at, at, let's, let's set the baseline at solid contributors – you got Reichert, you got Mechie, you got DJ Dale, you got. I'm going to include Dalcourt. Yeah. I'm going to include him, but I'm, I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm cheating a little bit. Christian Harris, uh, Helms, Byron Young. I'm going to include a Boydby, but it's again. Yeah, um, I agree with the trick. And Evan Neal. That's nine out of twenty-seven 
signees. Now, I'm not including Dickerson and Kobayashi because they sort of wash each other out. Nine of 27, that's batting 33%. That's not good on that particular class, especially when you consider the only guys that, that are potential first-rounders is, is Evan Neal. He'll be the only first-rounder in that crowd. Mechie might have been a completely healthy. Mechie might have been a first-round pick. And Reichert's not going to be drafted first round because kickers kickers are, are get terrible treatment by the NFL in, in general, but certainly in the draft. But it is true that – that in retrospect, the 2019 class, I would I wouldn't call it a disaster, but it's borderline disastrous. And secondly, it explains it it does go away in explaining this season because the 19 guys they should be the reason the 2022 team is good. It should be the 19 class and the 20 class as to why this team is good. The seniors and the juniors. You know, and heck, some of the 20 guys are even redshirt sophomores and they shouldn't even count. But I'm just saying the 19 class, they should be responsible for 2022. And that might have been the truest thing I've said this year. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, it's boy, this 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 trip down signing class memory lane gives me a headache. But yeah, I think I got, now, it's you like know, for noon and I got a drink. And it's all it's all uh, revisionist in the sense that, you know, in the summer we're like, oh, this guy's so good and it doesn't matter and reload instead of rebuild and blah, blah, blah. But in the end, usually, I mean, not always, you don't always have to have it, but usually senior leadership matters. Upper class, I should say, not necessarily senior, but I mean, it could be in this case a COVID senior. It could be in this case, um, uh, uh, you know, a redshirt junior, whatever, but an upperclassman matters. An upper class leadership matters. And we just don't have it. We just don't have it out of that crowd. And the crowd that would be giving it is either injured and, and most likely out for the year in a Boyd B, Trey Sanders, or, or they're already in the pros. Or they're a kicker. And what stood the out kicker's to me not going to be your leader. I don't want to go back and name names, although people can name them themselves, but there was three or four names that all had, let's just call it, off-the-field issues that made them total non-contributors at Alabama. And these were kids with enormous upside and potential that were sort of bell cows of the class and we got nothing from them. And again, whose fault is that? Hey, sometimes it is nobody's fault. Sometimes it's not blame this or blame that. I'm, I'm not blaming Alabama for taking them. I'm not blaming the kid for having problems. I'm not blaming anything other than luck. Sometimes you have good luck and sometimes you have bad luck and there is some bad luck in there in terms of, again, off the top of my head and I don't have the list in front of me. I'm just going by there's one, two, three, at least three, if not four, even the Trey Sanders deal. And, and gosh, there's some, yeah, what terrible, terrible luck, not for Alabama, for Trey, you know, who yeah. clearly had Sunday talent. And maybe he can put it all together. I, I mean, he's another guy, just my, myself personally. Uh, may, maybe Alabama feels differently about this, and Robert Gillespie may feel different about this. But myself, I'm hoping Trey transfers to a place where he can he can play football and get on the field and play a lot if he's able to do that. And I, I think he is, but we haven't seen hardly any Trey this year. And, you know, I, I, I hope he gets to play somewhere next season. Or, or – he retires from football and has has a great plan 
uh, for the rest of his life. But gosh, what a what a horrible look that was uh, for Trey specifically and secondarily for Alabama. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow getting you ready for Bama Ole Miss. And until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.